so I watched, but so I watched a movie that I. What this seen, is all about? <laughs> I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and I love this movie endlessly. I watched Evolution the other day. Oh, with David Duchovny and Orlando Jones, not yeah. Orlando Bloom, Orlando Jones. Yeah, and Sean William Scott. That movie. I love desperately is directed by <laughs> Ivan Reitman, which I don't think I knew. I didn't know that. And I was sitting there watching it and I'm like, this is so primed for like a remake or a sequel. The timing on this is so, so perfect. And I built this whole like storyline in my head. How well do you know this movie? Oh God, not well. I've seen it one time, like well over oh 10 God. years ago. All right. I've seen this movie probably 20, 30 times. Let's uh, go. So I guess spoilers for 2001's evolution, but it, it has the whole thing. There's aliens from space and they evolve like super fast and they evolve even faster when you expose them to heat and fire and shit like that and whatnot. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. Ready? Say so they wipe out all the aliens at the end of the movie. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. But it's a government thing. So clearly the government would have taken samples and like distributed them around the world. Okay. That's sure. part one of my story idea. I'm just using this tuned in to pitch this story that I like. <laughs> Was super excited about the other day. Um, <laughs> Let's go. So, and I'm saying it really fast so I get through the whole thing. But <clears throat> they've got samples all over the world. Now, there's like one or two little single cell creatures that survive the fireball at the end of the movie. Sure. Uh, that are in the Arizona desert. So not fire, but it's hot. So the mm -hmm. evolutionary process still Can going. start, yeah. Still going. You know what I mean? And they slowly, slowly evolve. And the thing I really want is that it gets to a point of like actual like sentient evolution. So oh. in the movie, it gets to like primates. Sure. Before they like wipe shit out. Sure. And so like the next natural thought step in that is that it's going to yeah. evolve into an intelligent life that's like capable of, of whatnot. For sure. Um, and I was thinking like it could be a thing that's similar to like a human, but like with yep. like key differences, like maybe it has like blue eyes or blue hair or some, you know, some random thing. Sure. Gets to a sentient thing, realizes what it is, realizes that it's an alien species, realizes what happened and like goes on a quest to like free the other samples, free its other kind that are like trapped in labs around the world. And I'm yeah. like, oh man. And that's the movie. Like, and that's the movie. Is like I'm down. the evolution. We get to like a mankind level yeah. thing. And there's so many little tie-ins you could do here. Right. Like, <laughs> fucking. And here's the thing. John Cho is in this movie for one oh my second. God. Yeah. It's like right at the beginning of his career. Yeah. He's like an extra. He's like maybe oh a little my bit more God. than an extra. Sure. And I'm like, that's your guy. That's the guy that was around for this original experience. Not a huge character. Yeah. But can be your like main <laughs> character, main human character now. And is has enough star power and like all this. So like I went on this right. whole thing Holy watching Evolution crap. the other day. Um, you have to rewatch it. It's ninety minutes long. Like knock it out. Oh, perfect. So much. What's it on? What did you watch it on? Or did you? Did it's you? On you must own this. Stars. I do own it. Uh, okay. But it's on okay. Stars right now. Oh, perfect. I have Stars. Uh, all right. Let me yeah. add it to my watch oh my playlist. Or they call it some of the best one-liners uh, of any movie I've ever seen. Oh, here it is. Perfect. Oh my God! David Duchovny, Orlando Julianne Jones, Moore, Julianne Moore, uh, Sean William Scott, and then like so many, just like oh, you're a star now. Ty Burrell, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, because it's a Sarah Silverman. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! 
It's it's anyway. basically like I've never seen this before because the way you're describing oh. things, I'm like I don't remember this movie that much. Maybe I haven't seen it. That's very possible. <laughs> well, I guess I've just spoiled it. Then <laughs> that's but. totally fine. But um, I will be watching it. But if we were doing like a top five like comedies should, from the should, early 2000s yeah. that are ready for, for a remake or a, a requel, or something, I'm yeah, like, evolution, evolution, is like perfect right there. Part of me wants to like actually write it, but oh man. Oh man! At least come up with like a structure, a story structure. Mm. Oh yeah! I mean, Ooh, you basically I got, did. I've been like outlining it, man. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure you have. That's amazing. <laughs> oh snap! Evolution Part yeah. Two. Let's go. Uh, what what year was that? Nineteen two thousand and one. Oh, yeah. so we're it's ripe, dude. We're right it's, in that. It's right there, and I it's feel right like it has enough years. of a like cultural legacy. You know, absolutely. People, people will remember. Someone could get it done. They made a Bill yeah. and Ted movie like last year, dude. They, yeah. Someone could get this done, bro. Yes. Evolution just, I, well, I was going to say evolution just as relevant as Bill and Ted, but I stopped myself before I left that sentence <laughs> off. But then you said it anyways. Um, <laughs> I got to let the listeners know what's going on. That's true. What that's have true. you been watching, Josh, now that I've like hurricane oh, the beginning of this? let's see. No, that's good. We've never started with a pitch. That's good. <laughs> we're, we're 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 moving things along here. Third um, podcast now. Yeah, just pitches. It's Saturdays. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh the one movie I went to see in theaters this week, which was Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Yes. Which I was anticipating. You've been hyped for this. I was very hyped for, and I was hyped for old. And honestly, I was one of the only people who like kind of liked old. I don't think it was successful, but it was fun. You know, it was yeah. a Shyamalan movie. This is much more successful, in my opinion, on basically every level. Um, it is a really intense and tightly wound thriller that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat, or at least it did for me. Mm-hmm. All the way until you understand where it's going. It's not really a twist movie like a lot of his are, although I guess the twist is you realize what the truth is because basically this film stars Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, and Kristen Chu as a family unit who are just out in this remote cabin for, I believe, like a weekend or a vacation mm-hmm. who are interrupted by a group of four people, Dave Bautista, Abby Quinn, uh, Nikki Muka Bird, and Rupert Grant, who are there, and they say that they've been sent here on a mission. And that's all in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not going to tell you exactly what the mission is, because that's sure. where the choice is. And they basically say, listen, we have been sent here to give this choice to you people to stop the apocalypse and you have to make an awful choice in order to save the world. And the movie really is this paranoia thriller where these three people are tied up in a cabin for 90 minutes. Like Mm. they, that's the movie and it's them basically in real time trying to figure out what do we do about this? Are these people insane? Is this a conspiracy theory? What's going on? And through the whole film, you're not sure what's what to believe, who's telling the truth And that's what kind of gets you in that suspense realm where you're just like, I'm kind of frustrated because I don't know who to trust. Yeah. Um, And I think it's really contemporary, obviously, because today you don't know who people tell you the craziest things that they they just believe because they heard it somewhere. And now we really have to think twice about what we're hearing. Is this true? Is this something I should think deeper about? And I think that this movie really deals with that. I really enjoyed this. I think Shyamalan is 
like I liked the visit. I liked old. I think he's on the upswing after a pretty rough decade. It's interesting because <laughs> I was reading about this this morning. This like it opened with 14 million, which is his lowest opening weekend ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To which I'm like, I feel like I remember reading that about old too. Right. Like, I feel like no one trusts him, but like he's making like no one's trusting that like it's going to be a good movie and going to see right. it. But like he keeps making better things. Not that I've watched old or knock at the cabin, but well, and I will say all of his movies, for the most part, the last three self-financed and they all make triple quadruple. It's but like they're all successful. Yeah. So the thing is, it's like. He bounces around from studio to studio because people don't trust him. Yeah. But no matter what, his movies make money and they're original and people go to see them. Yeah, they might not be smash hits like Signs was, you know, back after um, yeah. Sixth Sense came out. But he is he's an anomaly filmmaker and he's really should be. St- I need to pay more attention to this guy. It because, seems like he's carved ooh. out a little area for him to like just live in for the rest of his career if he wants to. Absolutely, for better and or for worse. Um, so I would I would recommend this. I would recommend people go see it. You know, support Shyamalan. It is the interpretation of the like the like including the gay characters in this as mm-hmm. the people who need to make the decision. I've been seeing some interesting readings of that, mm. and I didn't take it as an attack per se. But I'm obviously a straight male, so it's hard for me to get, gauge that from sure. this. But there's some discourse, and I think it's kind of warranted in different ways. Not necessarily negative. I think people are reading this movie in different ways. I don't think Shyamalan has like a, you know, a bad bone in his body. Yeah. He, he seems like the super nice guy who just, you know, likes to tell stories. So, um, very much a Shyamalan movie. But I think if he keeps doing this every 18 months, like, yeah, dude, keep, I'm down. Yeah. Because there's nothing like this out in theaters right now. So is it uh, horror? Is it like something I would enjoy? I think I mean, it's definitely not a horror. It's a thriller. There are some horrific elements, but mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to call any of his movies straight horror. I, yeah. It's a Shyamalan movie, you know? Yeah. But it's not scary. Like Sixth Sense, obviously, a little paranormal stuff going on. This is. Sure. Or signs. Yeah. Yeah. And this is that ethereal there's something <laughs> bigger going on. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's always something bigger yeah. going on. And this very much has that, too. So saying it's interesting saying it's a Shyamalan movie you actually get, really well defines it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is through and through and old was the same thing. It's like, this is a Shyamalan movie. Um, so right. I would say, check it out guys. Like there's not too much happening in theaters and this is a true, like original story, obviously based off of a book, but um, different, different kind of stuff. And Oh my God, Shyamalan with the camera, this guy is nuts. He's one of the filmmakers who like, isn't afraid to do the weird he's like fincher whether he's like oh put the camera here do the do put it through the keyhole or whatever like his cinematography in this film is unbelievable shot on 35 mil just absolutely beautiful stuff so um so yeah check out knock at the cabin (laughs) all right all right what uh what else you've been checking out um i'll throw i got two others i want to talk about here one i'll throw out i watched ticket to paradise Oh, yeah. George Clooney, um, (laughs) Julia Roberts movie. Yeah. Mostly because I've been watching a lot of Oscar stuff and I was like, I want something fun and light. And like this movie, well, is bad. Um, (laughs) Did you expect it to be good? No. But like it's 
Is it like really bad? It's okay. It's not like really bad. It's just completely unremarkable. It's uh. exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Every beat is completely predictable. Mm-hmm. And um, like I got to the end and I was like, that was just the most generic movie like, like ever, ever made. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like you get those like generic rom-coms, but then at the end you get to the end and you're like, oh, well, that was like an interesting part of that at least. The, none of that here uh. is like down the line, like daughter is getting married, divorced parents have to reconcile. There's like... Still ah. like a chemistry because they, you know, remember the good times. But, you know, the mother is also dating someone else who that's like a complication. And then like they oh. try and stop the wedding. Like it's all it's like your complete 100 percent generic setup. And then you're like, yep. And then we got got to the end. And it was exactly what happened. What you expected interesting okay i don't know that i would have checked this out regardless but yeah it, it you know i think it did what it was supposed to do maybe just be a true blue yeah. throwback i, mean, I would bet a lot anything. of people bought tickets to this movie because it's george clooney and julia roberts like yeah yeah it is nice to see that like they i mean they've had chemistry for decades like they have decades they do have great chemistry that's the thing i'll, I'll say to that um yeah but like beyond that you know Ariel Carver O'Neill in it. Mm. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, not her. Uh, 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 just kidding. Caitlin Dever is who. I'm oh, yes. I was yes. like, that name doesn't seem to know, but she's um, <laughs> she's the daughter in this. Um, oh, OK. And is really good. But it seems like a weird turn for her career. I mean, yeah, it's this like is this is where you're going. Dope sick. Like, like already this is where yeah. you're going. Like um, seems a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. Not worth talking about this. Not much, worth. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all right. And I will throw out the other thing I saw there that I yeah. have to talk about. Um, I finally saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You did. I saw that on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on um, Disney Plus, right? It's yeah. on Disney. Yeah. I can't. I, I, to be fair, my like superhero fandom has not completely dissipated. I did watch it the first day it was on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, which was February 1st. I wanted to like this movie so much more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you had said this a long time ago and it may have been in your letterbox, but like, yeah, this movie's just trying to do too much, which is not its fault. It had to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like there was a lot of things that I was like, this isn't adding anything to your story. Mm-hmm. And as such other parts are ending up shallower, like the whole thing with Val and Martin Freeman. Oh dude. Like What? I'm like, nothing's even happening with this storyline. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is like a, we signed Martin Freeman on for two Black Panther movies. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have anything for him to do. Like, they go to him because they have to find Riri Williams. And then he's like, she's here. And that's like his whole purpose in the entire movie. But we go back to it yep. six times. I don't know. Right. Um, I Yeah. It's just, it's it's the same way I, I felt about a lot of the stuff in the MCU the past you know year it's fine just like no not the magic that it used to have exactly you know um, yeah like black panther the original black panther was like a revelation um yeah and even just like the uh the color and the um like the visual impact that black panther had i feel like just wasn't there in the same capacity no and it it also felt like 
it wasn't centered around anything like this. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like passing of the torch, but also introducing these new characters, but also not really having a main character. Like yeah. Shuri was supposed to be it, but also not really because you're now adding back Lupita's back in it. And like mm-hmm. now you have Namor who I was really interested in. And I think that, um, you know, that was one of the the strong points of the film. I thought yeah. Namor was great. I thought Namor was really good. And I really liked the whole concept, like his whole backstory of like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the Mayans that just like left when the conquistadors came. Right. Awesome. And like protect it. But like at the same time, yeah, you know, a lot of his like, this is my idea is like, I'm protecting against bad guys. Exactly. Surface world bad. Like by any means necessary. Yeah. It's like, that's well. like all the all the nuance that it had. And, you know. Um, and like, I'm sorry. And I, this might be like getting into spoilers. So qualifier, but like, sure. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but like Namor would have just like crushed Shuri. Oh dude, no contest. End. Like I'm watching this fight. I'm like, and it's not even just like a, a, a battle of whatever, but it's like, like Shuri's a scientist. She's, she's not know, a warrior at all. She's not a warrior. And like Namor very much is, and has been for hundreds of years. Mm hmm. I wanted it to be like, oh, she's like a genius. Like, let's focus more on like her outsmarting him. Right. Which wasn't what happened. Which like there were hints of that. I feel like that was like an idea in an early draft that just got watered down and watered down and watered down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole Riri thing as a last point is the same. It just felt stuck on there. And it was like just to get her character in for Ironheart. Now I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But her character was completely underused and underserved and really didn't add much to the story except for a little bit of levity when there wasn't, wasn't yeah. any. And I well, just didn't think it mattered. In like the final battle, it wasn't even like an impact thing because there was the Ironheart armor, but then mm-hmm. also the armor that Shuri made for uh, Okoye. That was her name. Oh, yeah. She with made the, that weird like the, armor thing with, for with the knives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like at the end, it was a whole thing with like, I don't know. Yep. Um, So it was like, it was not even like, oh, yeah, there's like an iron heart. There's like an Iron Man suit on the field in this. I'm like, there's like three. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. I Disappointing. Yes. Yes. Um, Better than Thor Love and Thunder, but like the bar is pretty low on that one. Yeah. And like, I don't have a lot of faith in Quantumania right now. Uh, I know, dude. It really is bumming me out. I'm going to yeah. see it on the opening night and I'm just like, God. Yeah. First of all, can this be less than two and a half hours? And also can it just be good? Like for the love of God. We'll get mm-hmm. there obviously, but um MCU, not not in a fantastic spot right now. <laughs> I like I'm like things I'm excited for in the MCU, I I don't I don't know that I have anything. No, maybe King Dynasty in two years, but like, <laughs> just because I love Jonathan Majors, but yeah, that's true. Um, oh right, gosh, anyway, uh, what else have you been watching? Sorry, I went, uh, I went two in a row there. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I guess I'll go two in a row, but I'll make the first one quick because I checked out Skinamarink, the new, uh, ex- highly experimental horror film that I think people didn't understand was experimental when it got released into theaters because people Mm. do not like this film (laughs) uh directed by kyle edward ball uh he's a canadian this was i think based off of a youtube short that he had made uh ended up getting he self-funded i think it was 15k uh made a 100 minute 
film that is just a, an experimental, almost like child nightmare film about these two kids, these two young kids who wake up one night after having some kind of an injury and realizing that their father is gone and having to deal with what's going on with them and their mother. It's, it's kind of hard to gather plot from this because it is so experimental. It's basically sure. a lot of static shots, a lot of vibe, a lot of tone. Um, really interesting sound design too. And I enjoyed this. I don't think it's something I'll ever return to. It's I'm not a big experimental guy when it sure. comes to this stuff, um, especially when it's this experimental where there are long stretches of nothing happening. Um, but it is really impressive that this, I, I re respect the balls on this dude <laughs> for like, this is going to theaters and it's going to shutter and most people are going to hate it, but who cares? I'm doing yeah. my thing. So I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I mean, it's got his name out there for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure other people are going to want to, you know, take a crack at whatever he's got. But if you're going to watch it, it is not a Blair Witch Project, which I think people thought it was going to be. It is uh. experimental cinema in its purest form, basically. Um, so <laughs> take that in consideration if you are going to check it out. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is I checked out All Quiet on the Western Front. The uh, ah, Edward Berger remake. Yes. Which is impressive. It is a very impressive movie that I didn't quite enjoy watching because it's mm -hmm. not supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. Um, But it is harrowing and violent and it does, I will say, having not seen, I don't think I've seen the original. Um, mm -hmm. It does show the complete destruction of someone's psyche over the course of a war because you do follow these three or four guys and a group of yeah. friends who are like, hey, nationalism, like, let's, we're going to war. Like, we're not going to stay here. We're going to war. And then immediately yeah. is just a bad time. And you watch that because they go through the entire, I think it's between 1915 and 1920 ish. Yeah. Um, and you just see the devastation and the destruction and what little ground they're actually covering. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you see the body count. They give you the body count and how many meters they were fighting uh, for. And you're like, you lost 6 million people over 20 meters. Like yeah. that's how much it, it is. Brilliant. That alone was just stuck in my brain. Um, it is made within an inch of its life. Like it is so impressively made. It's insane. The war sequences are unreal it rivals 1917 whole cloth like truly cinematography is next level the sound design they did something different with the sound on this because i was listening to it to begin with with my airpods and mm -hmm. i was like there's there's like dimension here like they've yeah. done something with the dolby sound where it's like they've given it dimension even in small headphones yeah and it really was like oh wow we're in this now um all right it's worth checking out. It's not a fun movie. It's not like entertaining is the wrong word. It's long. It's grueling. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. So honestly, like it kind of did its job. Um, yeah. I'm having a hard time understanding why it was up for best picture. It's very strange, um, but it is impressive. And maybe that's what they're <laughs> going for. Is it, um, <laughs> it going to take cinematography? Out of that category, it might. It yeah. might. There are scenes that I'm like, wow, you did this for real. Like, I don't know how you did this type, yeah. type stuff. I mean, um, like, we're looking at All Quiet, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar, which I'm like... Oh, it should take that, to be honest. Like, I don't yeah. see how any of those do Like, it. I haven't um, seen Bardo, and I haven't seen Empire of Light, but, like, 
Elvis Centauri. I was like, eh, it's fine. Like the it's cinematography fine. is nothing crazy. Yeah, this is this is something else. Um, and just showing scale, right. it's pretty yeah. impressive. So um, that's one of those ones I'm gonna have to find a way to hit play on because I have to. Yeah, like, clearly have to watch it. But I'm like, yeah. It yeah, and that was one German warm film. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I will also say the performances are really good, and the story itself, because you're following this group of people, and eventually just this one guy through his time in the war. And it is a really compelling story about his time. Yeah. Um, but it just breaks. You can just see like war for nothing. It just breaks you down as a person. And, yeah. you know, a lot of these guys in the end, they're like, well, I don't even want to go home. Like, yeah. this is kind of where I belong now. I couldn't assimilate back into normal culture. I was like, good Lord, man, this is hard. So, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs>